Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast Christmas Special. Here we are. I, was, I was, came up with an intro, James, about creme brulee, and then I realised it was the Christmas special, and I probably yes. should have come up with a Christmassy intro. Yes, um, yeah. You need a festive intro, really. You need a festive intro. Uh, pulling, pulling the cracker of chat and reading the joke of food, food mm. putting on the crown of humour. I was maybe going to say, like, Christmas time. Podcasts and wine. Anyway, welcome to the Off Menu Christmas Special. Uh, very exciting to be here. It's our second Christmas special of this year. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Russell Howard one last week. Uh, we enjoyed all the lovely comments. Thank you. Christmas comes, but twice a year. So this week, uh, we're very excited to have another special guest. What are the special guests doing, James? Our special guest is going to tell us. Their favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish, drink and a special little Christmas course as well where they tell us their favourite Christmas foods. And this week's guest is Sarah, Sarah Milliken. Milliken. The wonderful Sarah Milliken. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like she should have been on the podcast years ago, James. She's the absolute perfect guest. She's a brilliant comedian, uh, t- has talked about food on stage before. Exactly. We had to hold Sarah back for a Christmas episode because it's such a gift, everybody. We get to- You know this episode's going to be good before we've even recorded it. We can all be... Well, uh, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. What was it's it? Christmas. Well, well me, and James have, me and James have got to the stage of Christmas where we've eaten so much we can't even speak words anymore. Oh, uh, so much turkey, so much... Uh, uh, oh, God. What are you most looking forward to about Christmas food, James? Oh, I love pigs in blankets. Mm. And I, I, obviously, I love just all the dessert guilt just goes out the window and I can eat puddings all day long and I don't care because it's Christmas and the calories don't count, baby. They don't count, baby. But to be fair, the calories don't count all year round at off-menu towers or indeed 
in your own homes. Ignore the numbers, eat what you like. So let's have a chat to the wonderful Sarah Millican. But I hope, James, on Christmas, she doesn't pick the secret ingredient that means we have to kick her out the restaurant. Not on Christmas. Uh, And the secret ingredient that we have deemed as disgusting this week is bubblegum. Bubblegum! Bubblegum! Anything bubblegum flavoured, including bubblegum itself, get out of here. I don't know why it's a thing. Yep, bubblegum flavoured stuff, ridiculous. Actual bubblegum, overrated, loses its flavour after a couple of chews and then the bubbles aren't worth it, let's face it. No, thank you. So, Sarah picks anything bubblegum flavoured on this most holy of days. She will be removed from the restaurant. Sarah's going on tour, we should mention that now and we're going to mention it in the outro. That's how important we think it is. She's going on tour, she's got a new show called Bobby Dazzler. It starts in May 2021 and you can get tickets from sarahmillican.co.uk. Lovely, lovely stuff. Ah, oh, Ed, I feel like the rhythm of this means that now I'm the, I've got to intro the episode and go oh, no, into it. I'm, no, really no, not, you hate I'm not that. used to that. No, okay, well, why don't you give it a go, man? It's Christmas. Okay, well, everybody, uh, yo ho ho with a bottle of rum, it's Christmas time, and let's talk to. Let's uh, hear, here is the dream menu of Sarah, Sarah Millican. Millican. Welcome, Sarah Millican, to the Dream Restaurant. Thanks. I'm so excited. Oh, oh my God, there's sound effects and everything. Welcome, Sarah (laughs) Millican, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Oh, have you? Oh, I I literally only got the invitation. (laughs) We invite people, but the booking is uh, is perpetual and uh, exists in the ether for forevermore. Fair enough. I mean, I've been listening for a long time and I've been shouting out all of my answers on the dog walk. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard them all. I've heard them all from within my lamp and I can't wait (laughs) to hear them all again and, and hear... What the shortlist was and what you narrowed it down to. Because on the dog walks, I've heard many different suggestions depending on your mood that day. It's always the same. You're listening to the wrong person. You've been tuning into the wrong person on a dog walk, I'm afraid. I've been listening to the dogs. I've been listening to the dogs. That's, that explains everything. There's definitely people who live in your local area who are listening to this and they already know the answer because they've heard you screaming it at the top of your voice. Yeah, or just disagreeing with whoever's on. I mean, that's part of the fun, isn't it? Absolutely. Is there anyone... From your uh, listening history with Off Menu that has particularly ground your gears? I mean, VCM, Victoria Cora Mitchell and her plowmans. What on earth was happening there? Just a selection yes. of disparate things on a plate. No, no. Like, nobody's in... It's just chopping, isn't it? It's not even cooking. It's chopping. And it's put, arranging. That's what it is. That's not cooking. That's arranging. And also, uh, I mean, as you'll find out, I've got a big problem with cheese anyway. So, yeah, anything that centres around cheese, I'm not having anything to do with. Um, somebody I did really respect, though, was uh, Greg Day. Because I've I've listened to that one twice because I just love the moment. The moment before Ed knows what's about to happen. And the moment he realises that no starter is occurring. It's just beautiful, beautiful podcast. I'll be honest, Sarah, your your comments on cheese uh, and then saying that you respect Greg Davis for having no starter, really, it really spells out this is going to be a tricky episode for me. (laughs) 
I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> I think if James knows anything about me, he knows that there's definitely going to be a pudding. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, maybe for all of the courses. <laughs> well, that would be a first oh. that I wouldn't necessarily welcome. But <laughs> what a Christmas episode that would be. Triple puddings. With sides. <laughs> a pudding drink, like a milkshake for the drink. <laughs> Pint of An custard. iced bun for the bread. <laughs> oh. oh, heaven. Oh. <laughs> also good to see vcm getting a getting the plowman's knocked out of her hands love it thank you for doing that it's too i can say she was going for classic but there's classic and there's arranged food <laughs> that's it is yeah. not a proper meal it's what you do when you've got bits and bobs left after christmas isn't it it's a co- it's a picky tea it's a fancy picky tea <laughs> is all it is i yeah. think she was trolling us big time I think she knew what reaction it was going to get. She refused to back... That was the annoying thing about it, is she refused to back down. She wouldn't even have a discussion about it. She was like, no, Plowman's is the best. I eat sandwiches in the loo and I love Plowman's. <laughs> I remember the sandwiches in the loo. That made me think I could probably start going to dinner parties. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option that you could bring safety food. So, we always start with still or sparkling water. Which one of these have you been shouting out in the park? <laughs> which, which, which one of these do people think your dog is named? <laughs> Sarah Millican's got a dog called Sparkling, you know. I've got a, I've got a question, actually. Am I... Because all the episodes I've listened to, which is quite a lot, it, it doesn't specify whether you're on your own in the restaurant oh, or if there are yes. other tables with people at them. You're it's dream. totally up to you. It's your dream restaurant. You can populate it with people. You can have no one else in there. Because that's, that changes my water taste, I suppose. Because if there's somebody I'm, I look like I feel like I should impress, then I would have still. And if I'm on my own and nobody knows, I'll have tap. <laughs> 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 so I think what I'd like is nobody else there, but to make it less awkward, maybe some ambient music. Sure. <laughs> so like a man at a piano playing maybe like Christmas songs badly. Uh, so it's quite entertaining. But can he be over there? Because I once sat in a restaurant and I asked them to turn down the music because it's too loud and she pointed out the man on the piano behind me because I'm not that <laughs> observant. Uh, <laughs> so a man on a piano over there. So the man on the piano, when you asked him to turn down the music, all he heard was the lady he was sat next to playing the piano go, could you turn the music down? <laughs> can you turn As the in, can you tell down? that man to shut the fuck up? Can you just... I don't know if you just touch the keys a bit more lightly. I don't know how you turn the piano. Can you down. play over the lid? <laughs> that would be that would have been amazing. But yeah, he was too loud, and they were like, and she literally just went, "Oh, sorry, I can't." And she pointed, and I was like, "Oh, there's a man on it." I'd, I'd never been anywhere where there'd been a man on a piano. It felt dead posh. Yeah. So I, if I'm on my own, I will have tap water, please, because it is just the same as still, but I'm not being charged for it. I know it's yes. a dream restaurant and all that, but sure. still. No, I agree. Even in my dream restaurant, I'd have I'd have tap definitely because it's just no different. No. Also, you feel like really down to earth as well when you, you yeah. kick off by saying tap. Oh, that's interesting because I think if I'm trying to impress somebody, I'd have still because I think they think oh she can afford it. When really, what I should be like, I'm woman of the people. I'm having tap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm constantly battling against people thinking I'm uh, I'm the poshest man in the universe. So if I go <laughs> tap, I'm like I'm like one of you chaps. <laughs> When Ed says tap to a waiter, they think he's asking them to dance for him. <laughs> you tap, you jive. Chop, chop. <laughs> Turn that piano down. 
<laughs> Do you want anyone in particular playing the piano? Oh, that's a good question. Um, somebody who's quite good, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> not I don't want really to be. Good. Yeah, I don't want anybody playing something where I'm like, I don't know what that is. I want to be able to recognise the tunes, proper tunes. Uh, so somebody who like mid range doesn't have to be famous, but better than I am. I can only play with one hand, which is limiting. You don't want to be sat at dinner and then not really listening to the music, and then you just tune into it and you work, you just hear it in the distance. And you're like, I think that's the Rugrats theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh you're it's both probably too young for that <laughs> every now and again someone says something uh on the podcast that i know is going to end up on the no context off menu twitter account and when you said i can only play with one hand and it's limiting i was like well that's going that's, that's, immediately... <laughs> that's immediately i mean that's also true <laughs> but i'm really good with that hand <laughs> yeah. 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 don't get it twisted everyone it's the same as an expert with that hand yeah not an expert an expert it sounds too much. do you want someone in the distance doing that as well <laughs> um well i mean if i'm on my own maybe i could be doing that to myself couldn't i <laughs> depends how good the food is right yeah and if I've got, like, instead of having cutlery, if I just have, like, a spoon, <laughs> I can keep the other hand busy, it's fine. <laughs> and then it'll be, the, the, the pianist will be the one going to the waiters. Can you ask her to turn it down? Keep it down over there. Just, <laughs> it's too noisy over on that table, please. I'm trying to play the piano the over here. I'll have <laughs> what she's having. She's interrupting the Rugrats theme. Pobloms <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or bread? Pobloms or bread, Sarah Millican? Um, I think so. I've got another question. Um, are there repercussions in the dream restaurant? For example, I have a slight lactose and gluten intolerance, which I just ride out. I just eat what I like and drink what I like, and I just deal with the consequences, which are sometimes horrific. Uh, for example, I once had a pizza in a restaurant, a pub, with my friend. They'd only just got a pizza oven. We got very excited. We ordered pizzas. I ate the pizza, and then we didn't have dessert, but we did have a cup of tea, and I had shat it out before I'd finished my cup of tea and I was had a real problem with the fact that I still had to pay for it when I wasn't even able to take it home <laughs> so <laughs> I'd like bread but can I have like an IBS free meal yeah for yeah. sure is that all yeah, right? It's, it's your we dream. Can we can do that. Yeah, we can sort that out for you. Thanks. Because like, I, I just, I, I deal with it. I don't avoid it. I, we've got, our dog has IBS and I have to cook special meals for him and I do that for him, but I don't care about me. And I just like, ah, custard, jugs of custard, just <laughs> shovel everything in. That is really bad for me. And then I'm like, oh, my belly hurts. Oh, I wonder why. Um, well, I would like bread and I would like any kind of bread that hasn't got bits in it because I'm still fairly northern and <laughs> working class. <laughs> and I would like the main thing is, as many of your guests have mentioned, is the butter with a little bit of salt on the top mm. because mm. bread is sort of a spoon for butter, isn't it? That's all bread is for. <laughs> if people have dry bread, I only got into butter. That's a weird <laughs> sentence. Um, when I got divorced, never liked butter. And then I was crying one day at my desk at work. And one of the girls was like, oh, I've ordered this buttery toast from the canteen and I don't want it now. Does anybody else want it? And I was like, I'll have it. And then my taste buds were awoken with the delights of butter. So I lost a husband and a future and or happiness and all of that. But I got butter. <laughs> and I, honestly, 
I think it's a fairly good trade. I um, think that's a pretty yeah. good trade, yeah. Because now I've got a husband, new one, and but new. Should I call him new? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's only 15 years in. Uh, I've got a husband and I've got butter, which is the best of all worlds. <laughs> if you had to give up any food for your new husband, so obviously you welcome butter into your life yeah. uh, with, with the divorce. If you had to reject a food to marry again, what food would you have given up for your new husband? Can it be something I don't like? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well, liver. <laughs> liver. <laughs> Fair enough. There you go. <laughs> also, I have a question. Uh, when you first tried butter, that buttery toast at work, when you were upset, did the salt from your tears mix with the butter and is that why you loved it so much? <laughs> I think that might be it. <laughs> That's exactly right because it must have just been, because it would have just been like standard or boring butter but the salt from my tears has made me go this is incredible and that's why i only have salty butter now oh my god you've really you've really unwrapped that in such an excellent way that i i didn't even know that about myself james acaster well done and thank you thank you that's what very very difficult to seem uh, down to earth in a restaurant when you hand the butter back to the waiter and say could you go and cry on that for me <laughs> tap tap cry <laughs> tap and cry the man on the piano is already crying because i told him to turn it down <laughs> so we'll under his his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the woman who's constantly masturbating wants me to cry to the butter <laughs> This is the worst day. It's already my best day. <laughs> it's, it's her dream, apparently. What's wrong with this lady? <laughs> and she gave me IBS. It was part of the trade. <laughs> it has to go somewhere. You keep your one hand. You don't get salt on your masturbating hand because that would yes. be... Oh. Oh. I mean, I've never tried it, especially if it's that crunchy, you know, not like just <laughs> yeah. table salt. Rock salt. <laughs> crunchy rock salt. <laughs> oh, it's sharp. That's the point, though, actually. If we are taking the IBS away from you, I have to put it somewhere. I have to put it into another person because I can't just... I, I'm a genie. I'm a bit tricksy like that. So who do you want me to give your IBS to for the duration of this meal? Can you can you divide it up into loads of little bits of IBS and give it to every single person who's asked for a cheese board on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Brista, enjoy your IBS. Ed, yeah, you could have a double dose I'll, of it. I'll have uh, some IBS. Jess Phillips? I'd quite like a bit, actually. If they're having a cheese board instead of a pudding, then it's very, there's dairy in there, there'll be bread in there, there's loads of terrible IBS things, so they'll really regret that. Oh, yeah. Not choosing a proper pudding. This is brilliant. My <laughs> girlfriend has uh, similar problems to you, Sarah. Uh, and she does that thing where she just eats what she wants and then goes out loud. Oh, I'll just take the consequences. Yeah. Never fully realising that the consequences aren't just on her. <laughs> We do live together, so I am, you know, part and parcel of everything that happens to her also, to some extent, does happen to my life as well. You know, for illness, you know, what sickness and in health, uh, mm. you know, that's one of the things, isn't it, for IBS yeah. and for not. But also, whenever, like, my husband once, so we did the Edinburgh Festival together, as in both did shows at the same time, we decided to stay in a hotel rather than staying in a crappy flat that was the same price as a hotel. So, and, and it had, it was one of those hotel rooms that's got the bath in the room and I was sitting in the bath and he was pacing, learning his show. And at one point I did such a terrible fart and it came, because it obviously it hits the air further away from your ass because you've been in the bath so it's, it, it comes to the surface <laughs> and in the middle of him chuntering learning his show he stopped and he went 
crikey and then carried on <laughs> and I'm really proud of that but every time he says like like exactly like you Ed that he's also suffering I say yeah but you're not suffering as much as I am and no, that, that is, is also true, true and you should yeah, pass that it is on true. to your girlfriend yeah I will <laughs> what kind of bread though because we got the salty butter bread without bits no bits no bits, no bits. and white not brown mm. Um, even though I could have brown with IBS, but with no IBS, but no white, it has to be white and like crusty. But I have I haven't got great teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a I've got a lot of fillings, and yeah. I think sometimes like a, a sourdough might it's just too much. Mm-hmm. So something that is generic crusty bloomer. Uh, mm-hmm. We used to call it cutty bread because you've got to cut it. <laughs> We're so sophisticated here. <laughs> <laughs> what did you What did you call the other kind of bread? That's not bread. bread. <laughs> Was it in your house? Did you say, you know what? That's the best thing since cutty bread. <laughs> Well, we come to your starter. I'm not hopeful. I'll be honest. With all the chat at the beginning, I'm not. I'm not hopeful with this. Is is she going to do so, a Davis? That's what I'm worried about. So <laughs> you have to wait and see. So oh. with a starter, starter is never my favourite bit. What I like to do is have a look. I like the menus in a restaurant that have the puddings on as well, because you know sometimes they do, and sometimes they're mm. on a separate menu, and they keep it all, you know, mysterious. I like a, a menu that has the puddings on as well, because then I can go. Well, I'm going to have that. Puddin, so I'll have mm-hmm. no starter, which is generally the rule. But if there's no good puddings, if they're all very sort of nutty or coffee or anything I don't really like, in which case I'll probably have a starter. But I always struggle with starters because starters are always full of things I don't like. So mm-hmm. I'm not keen on fish. I don't like seafood. I don't like cheese. I don't like mushrooms. So all starters seem to be full of all of those things. <sighs> But I don't want to have no starter because I saw how much you kicked off with Greg. And also, I don't, I'm not like Greg. I don't think starters are rude. And I would rather, if somebody else is eating, I'm not going to sit and watch. I would like to eat as well. So I'm going to ask for something that wouldn't normally be considered a starter as my starter, if that's all right. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. I would like two Greg's pasties. <laughs> So when I was worried about you doing a Davis, I should have been more worried about you doing a Greg's. (laughs) (laughs) Two Greg's um, pasties. And obviously they'd have to go to the shop for them. They can't, I don't want a restaurant's version of a Greg's, I want Mm. a proper Greg's pasty. So in which case, it depends what time of day you go in, you know, this when, if they've just come out of the oven, if they've been out a while, if they've had a rush on, if they haven't had a rush on. So you always have to have two orders in your mind, if it's cold, if it's warm. (laughs) And they're not always the same thing. So if they're warm, I'll have two sausage bean and cheese melts, please. And if they're cold, I'll have corned beef and potato because you can eat corned beef at any temperature as a rule. And I would like those delivered in the Greg's uh, paper bag so that you can fold it round and have the Greg's lolly coming out the top. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have not had Greg's mentioned on this food podcast yet. So let's yeah, this is the first. delve into the world of Greg's, what you love about it, where your love affair with it started. I want to know everything about you and Greg's. Well, I'm from South Shields and I was once stopped in South Shields town centre by a woman who recognised me. I'd done a little bit of telly by then and she had a little kid 
uh, in a buggy uh, and he had a sausage roll sticking out the top of the paper bag from Greg's and she said, will you pose for a photo with me son? <laughs> so there's a toddler somewhere. There's a photograph of me looking like annoyed with a toddler looking perplexed as to why there's a woman hovering over his sausage roll. <laughs> but I, I always worked near a Greg's. So when I worked in shops and when I worked in offices, it was always the place you go. And I'm a creature of habit. I'll always have exactly the same lunch for about six months. And then I'll be like, eh, I'm going to change it up a bit. And then I'll have a slightly different lunch for six months. So I would always have, because they didn't, because I, I predate sausage bean and cheese melt. They're quite modern. <laughs> I would always have a corned beef and potato uh, pasty too if I was hungry. Uh, and then I would have a custard slice, vanilla slice. Custard slice, the custardy ones, not the, mm -hmm. yeah. A custard slice and a carton of Ribena. So much sugar in that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I think when they opened at service stations, that's when, because mm. I because I didn't work in an office, you know, after, I, for 15 years I've been a comic, but then when they started opening up in service stations, I thought, oh, now you're talking. And that's why you always stop at Weatherby, don't you? Because you don't even have to go in. Yes. You can just, you can have a wee at the garage bit, which the queue's never big, and you can get a pasty on the outside. Now, at service stations, all the Gregs are always outside the main services, aren't they? They're on their yeah. little, on, and, and someone told me that was something about, like, the kitchen in the oven and, 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 and that they need their own separate kitchen from the, I don't know, someone said there was a rule <laughs> about Gregs. Is it like when ACDC play festivals, they demand their own stage? Is it that? Gregs <laughs> yeah. are the ACDC of fast food. I feel, I feel like it's something where they're an outsider. Mm -hmm. And the people who own all the places inside, all your yeah, yeah, upper crust and all of that shenanigans, have all gone, Greg's is too big a risk to have indoors with us. We need right. to have it outside. And also there's often a queue, so you do have to go inside and have a massive, giant bread <laughs> catastrophe like upper crust said. I don't have teeth for upper crust. I've not had a Greg's in crust, years. I don't think I've lived near a Greg's for long enough. When, when I lived at... My mum's, there was a Greg's around the corner, and I think I got Greg's every day. Yeah. Uh, then when I was at university in Durham, it there wasn't a Greg's, it was a Peter's, which is a phenomenal yes. bakery chain as well. I, a huge shout out to Peter's Bakery. Durham wouldn't allow a Greg's. Durham's a bit posh. Mm. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Perfect for me. Yeah, he loves it. But I, I used to eat Greg's every day when I lived at my mum's, and sausage. I remember sausage bean and cheese melt coming in and being excited about it. Yeah, and I don't like cheese, so that's why it right. has to be warm because otherwise it tastes like cheese. It just tastes like glue otherwise, which I'm fine with. And <laughs> my glue. complaint about sausage bean and cheese melt is there's not enough cheese in it, and they call it it's it's a sausage and bean melt that you can barely pick up on the cheese. That's maybe that's why I like it then. Yeah, <laughs> just the, a, a mere whisper. Of cheese in there. <laughs> that's all there is. Just a little bit of string when you pull it away. That's all. <laughs> so you don't want a sausage roll in in this start? No. Interesting. That is interesting because it's a thing of beauty. It's a British institution, the Greg sausage roll. Yeah. But then when they bring the vegan one out, and well done the vegans, and it's great, but they still call it a sausage roll and it's not sausage. This is the problem I have with vegan food. I don't have a problem with vegans at all, but the problem with vegan food is that it's always pretending it's something it's not, isn't mm -hmm. it? It's always a vegan sausage roll. What they want to say is it's some nuts chopped up into a shape. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue the same, no. does it? <laughs> roll on the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I remember, like in secondary school when me and my friends just like discovered that the hot sausage rolls in the canteen were the best food we'd ever tasted 
And it would I'd be so excited for lunchtime and getting a sausage roll. Because also, like, I, I had packed lunches. My my parents you know, were like, don't go and get stuff from the canteen. It's really bad for you. And then when I discovered those sausage rolls, I'm like, I'm basically, <laughs> I'd basically be hovering around my mates hoping to get a, some scraps <laughs> or, or they'd or, or they're buy me one because they, they were good good guys. But, oh, man, the hot sausage roll. Now you've talked about Greg's. <laughs> All I can think of is that I want a hot sausage roll now. Yeah, so. And the fact that that's not on your starters. I mean, I really respect what you have got on your starters, but, like, I really... <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of shedding a little tear for our absent friend, the hot sausage roll from Greg's. But I mean, a sausage bean and cheese melt is has got a sausage roll within that, though, because it's got the pastry, it's got the sausage. I just, I can make sausage rolls. I have made sausage rolls. Mm. Um, they don't get cold in our house. They just get eaten warm. But I can't make a sausage bean and cheese melt. I wouldn't know how to stop it leaking all over the shop. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think I like to eat something I can't make when I'm in a restaurant because otherwise, why bother? Like if I just came in here and had like a plowman's, <laughs> sorry, Victoria. <laughs> 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 She's going to get a bat run. <laughs> also, just to let you know, you're absolutely not missing out on upper crust at all. You're m- missing out on absolutely nothing. That place should be ashamed of itself. The driest food in the world. Yeah, I mean, the thing is about Upper Crust is they were innovators when they started, right? They had the run of the place when they they've been around for so long at the train stations, all all of that. It was that was your choice for a fancy sandwich was Upper Crust, but mm. they've not moved with the times. Sorry, no. guys. Something you could have in a train station that's probably tastier than that is something from the body shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Much rather suck on a soap. Yeah. Exactly. Just banana conditioner, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Although credit to Upper Crust, the name is fitting. It is, but basically that is all you're getting there is a big old crust. I'm not good with baguettes. I've, I've got to suck them till they go soft. And I mean, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> no contact. Text. <laughs> Having a field day. Could <laughs> be working his fingers to the bone during this episode. <laughs> like Sarah during a meal. <laughs> so, do, and do you want it that we've got like a, a little Greg's Bakery outside the Dream Restaurant, like at a service station? I'm not really bothered. Even you could just send a young man on a bike. I'm not. I just. Do, I want an authentic. I don't want something that is. Oh, we've done that, but we've put some time in it. And no, 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 don't fancy up a Greg. You just a basic Greg's pasty, please. I was going to say a donut, but we're not just going to Greg's. I forgot we're in a restaurant, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> what a podcast that would be! <laughs> what a great podcast that would be. So, right, uh, we're at Greg's. What do you want? <laughs> Every single episode. <laughs> Actually, though, I feel like if we if we move on from this, people are going to want to know. If it was just in Greg's, this episode, yeah. what would your dream meal be? If it was all Greg's? I think I would. they're really good on the jam donuts because mm. the, the what I call the jam anus is always very visible. Because <laughs> yes. I don't trust one way I can't see the exit entry of the jam because yeah. what if there's none? What if I get it home and it's just a ring donut with a dry middle? I mean, this mm. is pointless. Uh, ring donuts I call diet donuts because <laughs> so, <laughs> they are. Um, the good thing about Greg's is you can say, oh, can you put them in separate bags? And then they think you work in an office and you're getting <laughs> like loads of things for other people. <laughs> And you go away with so many separate bags and just sit and eat them all in the park. I think I would have a, still a custard slice, but I, I would have to eat that in private because they're really hard to eat politely. Um, so I'd probably just put that in my handbag. I did actually, oh, I was once at TBA Services. I mean, 
is there a better oh. services? And I dropped a custard. T- oh, it was a custard tart, not a custard slice. And I dropped it on the floor of the toilet, but it landed on the foil. And I thought it's probably all right. Um, so <laughs> it's tea bay. Exactly. It's clean it's as a whistle. Better class of toilets as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, and I'd probably have a carton of Ribena, even though I think these days I might find that a bit too sweet. Tooth kind, you can get some tooth kind. Oh, that's true. Yes, maybe we'll get that. It's something I really don't understand. That it seems to be on a lot of um, like a Master Chef and all those kind of programs was when they say something's too sweet, and I don't always really understand what yeah. that means. Because if somebody's made a dessert and they're like, mm, "It's too sweet," and I. What did you what did you want in it? It's a dessert. Like I don't I don't know that there's such thing as too sweet. I mean, obviously I agree with you, but here he goes. I do like I do like a bit of salt in dessert to cut through. I I know what like if it's just all sweet all of the time. I like it when there's like a salty element to it or another yeah. a citrusy element no. cutting through. Because yeah. otherwise you can't distinguish between the flavours. What lifts up the, the rest of the flavours? It just, it can be one flavour. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just tell you what. Mm. <laughs> I, I feel very strongly like we're heading towards the dessert being a bucket of sherbet here. Greg's <laughs> <laughs> used to be on my um, Fat Boy Lunch Tour when I was a bigger boy and I used to eat loads and loads of lunch uh, and I didn't really have much going on. I used to just go to the Italian deli around the corner from my mum and get usually like an aubergine parmigiana thing uh, and uh, like a ciabatta. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'd go to Greg's and I'd pick up a couple of pasties. Then I'd go to the corner shop and get a packet of biscuits. And that was pretty much lunch at least five times a week. And I'd just go home and I'd watch TV and eat that. And I've honestly, I miss it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to hear it's slimmer boy missing his fatter days. <laughs> oh, God, because I, it's not like it's not like when I was doing it, I was like, oh, why am I eating so much? I'm so sad. I'm loving every second of it. Yeah. See, lockdown, I think for me, the whole of 2020 has been, you know, when you get, you eat so much crap over Christmas and you've permanently got your hand in the sweets and, you know, some people are eating cheese constantly and all these things. And then you sort of snap like on a day between Christmas and Boxing Day, uh, sorry, Christmas and New Year. And you think, God, I just need a fucking apple. (laughs) That's where I'm currently at (laughs) in terms of, but the whole year has been eating rubbish. And now I'm like, okay, now I need a stick of celery. (laughs) Yeah. What was lovely about that description is halfway through you went, and some people are snacking on cheese as if to bring me into the conversation. (laughs) I tried. I've not forgotten about you, Ed. (laughs) Trying to include you. Uh, Sarah knows how to work a room. She's a professional comic. (laughs) She she wants everyone to understand the routine, make it accessible for as many people as possible. We're all eating sweets. Some of us are eating cheese. So we come to your main course. So we 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 wave goodbye to the to Greg's. Uh, we walk out. We, we, you've got we, you've either got some hot hot pasties or some cold pasties in your in your tum. Uh, what's next? So it's a version of a roast, I suppose. Um, Gary does an incredible husband. Gary Delaney does an incredible roast chicken, and we've made sure that he's never told me how to do it because it might come to that point in our relationship when, you know, when there's just a couple of threads keeping it together and I think one will be baked potatoes and one will be roast chicken. And if I know how to do those, then that relationship is on the rocks. So he's never shown me I'm not allowed in the room when he's doing it. I know he turns it upside down at one point. I know he stuffs it with things, but I don't know any of the things. It's magic and it is incredible. 
and I try as as much as I can to eat some flesh and skin rather than just the skin. <laughs> I would happily just skin a chicken and eat that. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. chicken skin with a little bit of flesh. So a thing that's happened in 2020 for us is for years we've had uh, what we call chitty roast potatoes, which would be like an Auntie Bessie frozen type thing, or maybe at Christmas a fancy Marxies ready to go in the oven thing. And then Gary tried roast potatoes one because he was like, I can ne- I don't know, they're too faffy. I- I'll never be able to do them as well as everybody else can, as well as all the ready ones. And he tried them and it turns out they're quite easy and they're incredible and we can never go back. So I would have his roast potatoes, which he goes into the garden. This is what it's like in the countryside and brings some rosemary in from the garden. Our lives are very different uh-huh. to what they used to be. I don't know what I was expecting there that he went in. I'd imagine him cooking them in the garden so you couldn't see how he was doing them. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> he has to go in a bush and chop them up so I don't see how he prepares them sometimes he leaves the skin on and I show my disapproval by leaving some and he realises it. I don't want to teach him but I want him to learn uh, so those and I would also have my Yorkshire puddings and I know you're not supposed to have it with chicken just with beef but we have Yorkshire puddings with I mean back in the day when I had freezer surprise sometimes when I was busy I'd have like a frozen lasagna and Yorkshire puddings because it was whatever was in the freezer <sighs> so you can have Yorkshire puddings you're also if you don't have Yorkshire puddings where do you have your well of gravy that you dip your other things in because you've got to create a well mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm going to have chicken, I'm going to have roast potatoes, I'm going to have Yorkshire pudding, I'm going to have gravy. And I think the gravy can just be like instant gravy because I'm not really bothered. I don't know that I can really tell. I don't have sophisticated taste buds enough that I could be like, mm, mm. yeah, it's definitely not being just out of a kettle and a jar. So that's what I'm going to choose for my so there's still some stuff to unpack. For one, the the phrase "freezer surprise," which you threw out there, like it was normal, and <laughs> you went. Sometimes we have freezer surprise, and then you carry it on. Cheaty roast potatoes was thrown out there as well. Uh, presumably, they go very well with cutty bread for a picky tea. <laughs> <laughs> freezer surprise, Sarah. What's going on? So freezer surprise. Um, <laughs> So, you know, when you're really busy and you're travelling a lot and, like, I went on Jamie and Jimmy's uh, kitchen-y cooking programme, I can't remember the name of it, and it was great fun, but they said to me, what is your favourite meal from around the world and we'll show you how to make that. And I was like, I don't... I, I often eat microwave dinners and they were initially appalled and then smart went, well, what's your favourite microwave dinner and we'll teach you how to cook that and do it better. Great. But it took three hours... And the microwave meal takes three minutes, 30 seconds. And sometimes, as you all know, when you're busy, you've got 10 minutes and you've got to cook and eat in that time. And you want something hot, so you want a tin of soup or you want a microwave dinner. So freezer surprise is something where you grab something out of the freezer that you can nuke in the microwave and you put it with something else in the freezer that doesn't always go. So I have many times had frozen lasagna and Yorkshire puddings. And it's really nice. Is it a surprise in the sense... Do you pull it out of there and put it in the microwave before you know what it is? No, I don't do it with my eyes shut. <laughs> Piercing the film lid with your eyes yeah. closed. <laughs> no, it, the surprise is that you don't know until you see what you've got, what you're going to have. It's not pre-prepared. Mm-hmm. You, you haven't planned anything. It's just those two things will roughly go. Will they both feed me and fill me up? Done. That's it. 
I'm surprised neither of you know what freezer surprise is. I thought it was the thing everybody did. I had an idea of what it might be, but it's sure. the the way you said freezer surprise as if that was the universal terminology <laughs> for it. Well, sometimes we have freezer surprise, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do that because obviously at the minute, we're, oh God, I really miss being able to just go, oh, we can't be bothered to cook, let's just go to the pub. And mm. every day we're like, what should we have? And we have to order the food to, to be delivered. So we got to plan it all out. And then sometimes Gary will go, right, Tuesday, we'll just have freezer surprise and it just means <laughs> something that's in the freezer Sometimes obviously with some yeah. fresh veg but mostly it's just freezer things ed knows exactly what i'm laughing at there one of my favorite things is when a phrase gets adopted by someone else and the yeah. fact that gary <laughs> just has freezer surprise as a normal thing that he says as well really makes me laugh it's like, on tuesday we'll have freezer surprise and imagining gary delaney saying that is very yeah. funny <laughs> The thing is, it, things like cutty bread and uh, picky tea really make sense for you to say. I think they fit yeah. perfectly within your vocab. I can imagine Gary saying it and it just doesn't work. <laughs> just, <laughs> Gary Delaney saying cutty bread doesn't work for me. Well, sometimes he has to adopt what I've said because I've forced it into the common <laughs> vernacular of the house. And there's only the two of us. The cat and dog don't talk at all. Sort of dog talks to me. Sometimes I'll say, is that a northern thing, do you think? And he'll go, I think that's a Sarah thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his secret chicken recipe. That's very exciting that you don't even know it. You know he turns it upside down at one point, yeah. but that's it. And I'm assuming that means like that, not like on its end or oh, yeah. <laughs> not like stand. balanced on its legs. <laughs> you can. So some people do cook chicken like that. So so it gets a full sort of uh, like heating around it, but they'll put it on a can of beer or something, right? They'll, they'll drink half oh. a can of beer and then basically ram it up the chicken's bum and have the oh, chicken no. stood up in the oven with the can with the sorry I'm, I'm miming what the chicken looks like yeah. oh, you put your hands on your hips yeah, yeah that's the legs <laughs> hands on your hips chest puffed out like the, like the chicken's in there going I'm ready to leave now this is, this is getting beyond a joke it's boiling in here this is absolutely unbearable <laughs> you've got quite a sassy chicken yeah. <laughs> he's not happy not happy well, I think he turns it upside down because then all of the juices run into the breast mm. I Makes sense. Sounds delicious. Yeah. You know, it's probably something that loads of people know how to do, but I have purposefully not learned it to keep my marriage together. How do you know he turns it upside down, though? Did you walk in on him once? He's like, get out! Get out! And you saw the chicken upside down. What did you see? What did you see? <laughs> I didn't see anything. You, you. Just looking sassy with, with her hands on her hips. <laughs> hands on its Why hips, looking at you. the chicken. <laughs> the chicken's like, Gary, who is this? You said you'd be at work. <laughs> you didn't tell me we had company, Gary. <laughs> it was just you and I, the chicken. Sometimes he'll mention it to other people. And I have to tune out. So you'll say, oh, I just did it upside down. And I think, oh, no, I'm not supposed to know. Because it's just better. It's better for us. Because I think if you both, like, it's good to keep a mystery. But when people say that, it usually means they're having an affair. And I don't like that. So the mystery for us is all food based. <laughs> have you got secrets from him? Stuff that uh, is your special thing? He's he never in the about? room when I make a Yorkshire pudding. Um, sometimes <laughs> he does a toad in the hall. And I make my Yorkshire pudding mix and I leave it on the bench. And he'll go, I just show us the recipe and I'll do it. And I'm like, it's all right. So, yeah. Cooking a full roast dinner must be an absolute nightmare in your house. You have to tag each other in and out of the kitchen. <laughs> You're all blindfolded like yeah. bird box. You're just <laughs> going around the kitchen. We have to do the whole thing back to back like uh, yeah. Elaine, Paige and Bob Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gary's chicken, Gary's potatoes, your Yorkshire puddings. Yeah. Which, Ed, I mean, this is, this is like just furthermore. Yeah. 
showing how polar opposite you and Ed are because Ed has been very vocal about his... I've been vocal uh, about... I don't like Yorkshire puddings. I think they take up room on the plate. I think they're unnecessary. Did you call them, like, putting a hat on your... Did you say they yeah, were, like, putting a hat something on like your putting, dinner? putting a hat on your dinner. Like, they're very... They're just... They, they're plain. They don't taste of anything. It's like having a bad pancake. He's mad. Although, look, no. I was sent... To be fair, I, I was sent a lovely meal kit the other day from a place called Blacklock, and there were some Yorkshires in there... And I warmed them up and put them with it, and they were nice. They were nice, yeah. but I still wouldn't choose to have them. The well of gravy, I'd rather just have a bowl of gravy next to me. <laughs> but if you were like, if you went to a carvery, for example, mm. the Yorkshire puddings there are not great. Generally, sure. I find they're too hard and they've been out for too long. But they're really good structurally <laughs> for, <laughs> for piling up all of your veg. I see. Yeah. No, I understand that. I, in that case, yeah, I would. <laughs> To make my little veg building, I would yeah, I would use the exactly. I would use the bricks. Definitely, you can just put peas and carrots straight in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I once went to a pick and mix with a friend of mine, and it was one of those ones where you just pay for the cup regardless of what's in it. Like in my day, you had to wait, and that's why you always got flumps and not cooler cubes. But uh, this one, he said, "Oh no, what you do is you get the worms and you you put them around to create." a sort of coil pot within mm. and you can keep it going up above in which yeah. case you get more and you and then he said then you fill like smarties or m&ms in all the gaps and they go all the nooks and crannies and i was like oh this is i mean Genius. he's a professional pick and mixer clearly who's, <laughs> sorry who, who, who said that oh a friend of mine well they're my hero and i want to know their full name please <laughs> <laughs> have you ever bought a bag of i haven't done it for years but a bag of pick and mix and they put it down and they say eight pound and you're like but that's more than my ticket was. That yeah, can't be yeah, right. Yeah. So a, a quite a fancy way of, of feeling like you're cheating the system. <laughs> yeah. Is very satisfying. <laughs> I've said this on the podcast before, I'm sure, but what we used to do when we went to the cinema is we go for lunch at Pizza Hut first for the Pizza Hut buffet, then do the ice cream factory, which is a flat <gasps> a flat price. But then what you do is not get any ice cream and you just go back time and time again and only get the sweet toppings and put them in a tissue. <laughs> tissue, wrap them up and take them to the cinema. That is genius. I, did, I don't think you have said that before. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. If you go to the Chinese buffet and they've got one of those ice cream machines oh, yeah. and you choose which bowl, they've got suggested bowls beside it, but you can go over and get a big salad bowl and just fill that <laughs> just, just as a tip off. Oh, There's suggested bowls. They suggest those as if there's a sign saying, we suggest you use these bowls. Yeah. Feel free to roam. <laughs> but I like to bring a top hat with me and I just fill the top hat up with ice cream. But there's also, there's no sign that says you can't just put your head straight under. Yeah. <laughs> the tap. That's definitely, I mean, you know, if, I, if I'm if i alive when the apocalypse happens, that's my first stop. I'm going to one of those places and I'm putting my head under the ice cream tap <laughs> while the world burns and just filling my mouthful of I'll ice cream. I'll see you there. I'll see yeah. you there. <laughs> uh, you mentioned gravy with this meal. Now, I, I've had conversations with you in the past where you have mentioned gravy uh and uh imagine that imagine saying that to someone we've had conversations about gravy in the past <laughs> yes we've already talked about well i think i know what your favorite gravy in the world is and i might be wrong but um it was uh, it was after a gig once and us and you and gary were going home and uh, you were going to go via a little place called kentucky fried chicken and you were excited about having some gravy there if, I, if I'm Honestly, not mistaken. They've really lifted themselves up from being just a standard sort of chickeny place by just having a pot of, depending on when you get it, fairly congealed gravy that is, you can sort of 
like empty the, the ball out, the little tub out in one. <laughs> like it doesn't <laughs> trickle out. It goes like like that. And the times that we've gone to KFC and they've gone, oh, we've got no gravy left. And we've just reversed out of the drive, <laughs> causing chaos as yeah. we go. Like, we're only here for the gravy. <laughs> so, yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. I just thought we'd have just normal, like a biscuit. But, yeah, if I can have KFC gravy on my roast dinner, I'll be very yeah. happy indeed. Thank you. And good Absolutely. suggestion. And well remembered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I even knew they did gravy, you know. I, I've not been to KFC for... I think KFC is weirdly one of those places where... We always had McDonald's growing up, and but my mum was always like, for some reason she decided fried chicken was worse for you than burgers from McDonald's, so it just wasn't part mm-hmm. of my upbringing. So I'd never really, never really went there. I think I've been there twice in my life, and mm. I had no idea they did gravy. Ed got told off in a KFC once because he was filming his friend and, and messing oh, around. Oh, yeah. And he was filming one of his mates and messing around, and then the KFC staff told him off. It was James. Why? James was the friend. Yeah. Uh, we, well, I don't, I don't know what happened. Me and James went to see the film Mother, uh, and, then we went, and then we went to the pub, and we drank a fair few pints, I'd say. Yes. Uh, James was hungry. Then we uh, went to KFC. Uh, and for some reason, I decided I wanted to film James buying a KFC. I'd, <laughs> probably, I'd imagine it was to send the video to Nish Kumar. I've got no <laughs> idea why I decided yeah. to do that, but just because it would make Nish laugh. And the lady working behind the counter got really annoyed at me for filming and told me told me I had to stop filming and told me to delete the video. Yes. Wow. Was she maybe someone who was formerly famous? (laughs) (laughs) Was it somebody from the band Eternal? (laughs) Yes, it was actually. Now I'm thinking about it. It was someone from the band Eternal. But you weren't doing anything bad. You weren't being mean about the brand or anything. No, no, not at all. I was just very excited. I hadn't had KFC in ages and I was very excited. I was going to get a Zinger Tower burger and um, a popcorn chicken. And I feel I was just telling Ed all the way there how I used to always get Zinger Tower Burgers every Friday when I was uh, in college with my friend Graham. And we'd always go every Friday. And the KFC in Northampton had, um, they would show extreme sports on the TV. So uh, me, me and uh, Graham would get our Zinger Tower Burgers and watch extreme sports in KFC every Friday lunchtime. And I used to love it. And I hadn't had one in so long. I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait to get this, Ed. And I think he was just like, I can't believe how excited my friend is to eat some <laughs> southern fried chicken. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna film it. God, who knew they were so cagey? What are they hiding? Yeah. How do oh, they yeah. make the gravy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So your side dish. Yeah, I'd like two side dishes if I may. Um, I would like chips just because mm-hmm. I, I would always order chips for the table but be really annoyed if anybody else ate any. So I would order maybe three. Actually, no, let's have... Because I often order a side salad for sure. Uh, <laughs> in a rest, I've done it loads. I'll order a pizza in a Pizza Express and I'll say, oh, I'll have a salad as well. And they bring the salad and I ju- don't even look at it. And they take the salad away. They often oft, offer to sort of box it up. And I'm like, I didn't even want you to really bring it, let alone <laughs> take it home and, you know, take a valuable space in the fridge. Yeah. But I won't order because that's a waste of time and effort. I will have chips and I will have, this is weird, I will have a lasagna, but not a frozen one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very specific when I order a lasagna. I think lasagna is like apple pie and you can test a pub or a restaurant on the quality of their simple dishes. But with lasagna, when you order lasagna, if you haven't seen it on the way in, like at a TBA services where it's all laid out, if you can't see into the kitchen, I always ask, and when I've been with Sally Ann Haywood, she always asks as well, um, is it... Bubbling in a dish or piled high on a plate. <laughs> it's very specific. Because bubbling in a dish, I'm not interested. Really? Because it is, yeah, because it yeah, is yeah. hotter than the sun. Yep. It's been clearly just in an oven. The sides are all burnt and mm. it's just sloppy. Piled yep. high on a plate. I want, what I want is you to have made a whole a huge tray full of lasagna and you've cut me a square. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Yep. And I've had lasagna and chips at 11am at TBA services before on the way back from Scotland. And I cannot recommend it highly enough, especially if there's some ducks in your in your mm. peripheral vision. So I'm going to have a side of lasagna piled high on a plate uh, and some chips, please. So it's a sort of another meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's blatantly a second meal. <laughs> When you go to T-Bay services and order lasagna and chips, have they ever said, oh, just side dishes today? (laughs) (laughs) And to be honest, I'm not listening. So maybe they have. I see what you mean about the bubbling in a dish situation. I quite like the burnt bits around the outside, but when I'm very proud of my lasagna. Once a month, I'll probably do a massive lasagna and we'll Mm. eat some of it and then freeze up portions of it to eat through the rest of the month. We're basically only eating lasagna here. Um, And... uh, (laughs) And I'll do a huge one, but then <clears throat> when it comes out really bubbling, you got to leave it to rest for at least fifteen minutes, so all the layers set up and it becomes a bit more, a bit more solid. Yeah, because you want to yeah. see those layers. And I put three meats in it. Do you? Which meats do you put in it? Oh, hold on. Let's see if Sarah can guess the meats. Well, t- two of the meats I guess are the same, but of different forms. Oh, interesting. Um, sausages and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's a breakfast lasagna. I mean, I bet that exists somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. It's sausage, bacon and black pudding. That's what I have I... in my lasagna. <laughs> and just trotters on the side. Yeah. <laughs> I had, and I mean, I, 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 I didn't expect to have this on Sunday brunch, cause I, but like Sunday brunch, actually, no, Sunday brunch serves a lot of good food when I've been on there, and it, and it is exciting. But this one episode I did last time, they had someone from Ottolenghi on, and they made this lasagna that had prawns in it. 
And it is one of the best things I have ever had. Really? It was absolutely amazing. It was so good. And this, I know you don't like seafood, Sarah, but this might win you over, maybe, is that, and the Otolenghi chefs might not take this as a compliment, but they really, they made it taste like prawn cocktail crisp lasagna, is what it tasted like. <laughs> see, I like a prawn cocktail crisp, but I think, I assume that's just because of the sauce. But, yeah. see, I don't eat prawns because there's a story in my family this might put you off prawns. Sorry. There's a story in my in my family, and I think the story is that my granda once found a dead body on the beach and it had prawns coming out of the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if it's true. <laughs> oh, it's not. <laughs> like what? There's no way that's true, but... No other questions were asked about the dead body, just, yeah. did it have anything eating its eyeballs at the time? The prawns. prawns, got it. <laughs> prawns coming, prawns out, of coming out of its eyes. <laughs> Brilliant. And no one expected that. If you're in a restaurant and you go, I don't really like prawns, they're expecting you to go, oh, because of the poop down the back. You go, no, granddad found a dead body, had prawns coming out of its eyes. <laughs> Always puts me off. <laughs> I'm not even sure if Gary knows that stuff. <laughs> well, he does now. <laughs> does now. Horns uh, coming out of the eyes. Wow. Um, pork, pork beef and pancetta, by the way. Pork oh, beef. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, w- I would have guessed beef. Feels, yeah, beef out. Feels a little fancy. I've never tried making lasagna. I'm not very adventurous when I cook because I assume I can't do it. And yet, every time I make something, it's all right. Like, it's never. Mm-hmm. I'd be, if I was on Bake Off, I'd be the one where they're like, oh, it tastes really good, but God, it looks like shit. <laughs> that would be me. There's no presentation skills at all, but it would taste nice. James was the one on Bake Off uh, where it didn't taste nice and looked like shit. Well, actually, actually. Ed, if you rewatch that clip, they say that the flavour of the flapjacks is is delicious and that it tastes great. But it looks they were like trying it. to make you feel better. Yes, I was aware of that. <laughs> when I was asked to go on the Bake Off, uh, I said I was too scared, and I said I'll host, so they let me host. <laughs> I, was too I, I didn't know that was an option. Yeah, it was then. <laughs> so I just got to judge everybody else's. They've not asked me, but I'm I'm happy to say I would be on it, host, or I'll just be a runner on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just whoever clears the stuff away at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. do that and, and I'll just lick, eat lick it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll clean the bowls with my tongue. <laughs> what sort of chips are we having? Are we having chip shop chips? Are we having French fries? There's a place near us that. Gary says do the best chips he's ever had, and they are nice. I think they they taste a bit like a Nando's chip. Mm-hmm. So they're not skinny fries, but they're not greasy. So maybe that sort of thing. We often just have oven chips, which some people don't think are technically chips because they're not cooked in the same way as standard chips. But mm. I, honestly, I'm not really bothered. As long as they're not... I did have some in New York that were string fries, and I didn't know what that meant, and I ordered them. And a bowl came, the sort of bowl you would serve soup out of if you had 12 people around, like the gigantic mm-hmm. bowl, and it was full of the thinnest, point, most pointless chips that didn't have any <laughs> substance to them at all. But because yeah. there were so many and I was on my own, I had to sort of work my way through a good third of them, <laughs> just out of politeness. <laughs> so not them, but like a chunkier chip right I would always go but see sometimes what happens when you order chunky chips in a restaurant is they oh they do them like bloody Jenga and (laughs) you're supposed to be pleased that there's four 
No, yeah. so a decent sized bowl of decent sized chips. Also, I feel like I should have pointed out earlier on that I don't want anything coming to my table that I haven't ordered because I hate it when you get a tiny little canopy right at the start and they put <laughs> it down and they don't tell you what's in it. You pr- I probably won't like it and they won't bring your starter until you've actually eaten it. So we have to, have to chuck it in my handbag or take it to the toilet, whatever I have to do. Uh, <laughs> so I don't want any of that, but I should have mentioned that before. But yeah, so a chunky, a chunky chip rather than... It's just another way to get salt in me, really. Yes. <laughs> All these things are just trying to get more salt and butter in. <laughs> well, you got your roast potatoes. <laughs> You're yeah. following them up with some chips. Yeah, well, I, I, this, I mean, there's very few things that are better than a double-carb dinner. Double, Triple-carb sometimes. We once ordered, um, we ordered a Chinese and I had egg fried rice with uh, chicken and spring onion and ginger type of thing. And we also, we'd forgotten to, well, we got a, got a garlic bread out of the freezer so we had garlic bread and then we got Freezer's some surprise. um yeah exactly and then we got some salt and pepper chips as well and it was a triple carb dinner and you know it was incredible i mean it, it wasn't as good as our wedding day but it was a close second <laughs> when you said it was from a chinese uh, place it was you triple carbed it i was expecting prawn toast and i remembered oh no 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 <laughs> oh no because they came out of a dead man's eyes yeah <laughs> Like, you know, when you're little and your mum tells you to, like, so if I ever, like, licked a coin, my mum would always say, don't lick that. You know, if you're really little and you're playing with things, and she'd say, because it's been in old men's pockets. So money's always been in an old man's pocket, and prawns have always been in a dead man's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a classic saying. (laughs) You know, like everybody says. Yeah. This is, of course, the Christmas uh, special, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, uh, a side of lasagna screams Christmas. But we, we <laughs> should also we we should also ask you what's in your dream Christmas meal. So, what do you what do you love to eat every Christmas, or do you sometimes feel forced into eating stuff by tradition? And what would you like to eat instead? I don't I don't feel forced because I'm 45 and there's a year where you just go no I'm not going to eat anything uh, that I don't like anymore and also a thing that we always do is we'll have separate dishes with everything in so you can choose how much or how how little and that comes from Gary's childhood when you were told you could only have three roast potatoes because there was only a certain amount each so we always overcook for Christmas and then we have double dinners so you have Boxing Day exactly the same dinner without (laughs) any of the preparation so you always overcook but it always gets used Uh, so I would have the same chicken, roast potatoes and Yorkshire pudding, but I would add many, many vegetables. So some examples, I would like some sprouts. Now, Marks and Spencers used to do easy sprouts where they were all prepared and they put a little bit of uh, bacon or pancetta or something like that in with them Mm. as well. And now they've added chestnuts, don't like chestnuts. So now I just have to have boiled. (laughs) It doesn't occur to me to be like, just put them with some pancetta. I'm just like, no, I'll just have them boiled. It's fine. (laughs) The choices are not... Marks and Spencer's do it for me, or I just have the ones I hate. Yeah, I do. I love sprouts, but you have to consider your partner. And I, he doesn't like sprouts at all, and I will eat the full bag. And whatever doesn't get eaten at lunchtime, I'll eat the rest while watching telly cold in a bowl like it's popcorn. And straight in the bath while he's trying to write. <laughs> 
crikey. It's, <laughs> it is horrific. Of all the things I eat, that is the worst, has the worst after effects. And I don't mind because I find the smell of my own farts quite comforting. It means things are moving through, you know, there's no blockages. Um, and so I would have a lot of sprouts. And also I think the main difference between a roast and a Christmas dinner is that we'd probably have it at a table, <laughs> which <laughs> we would normally eat everything on trays on the sofa. And also there's a turnip. Now, this is confusing. So turnip to me is the big orange one, mm-hmm. uh, whereas that's Swede to everybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And then the the little white one is what I would call Swede, which is horrible, tastes like poison. So I would have the turnip that we used to get at a place called the Sea Hotel in South Shields that I don't know what they put in it, but I've never been able to replicate it or find it anywhere since. And I haven't had that for 30 or maybe 35 years. So if you could maybe track (laughs) whoever was the chef then (laughs) and find out what they put in it, I'd have that, please. And I'd have parsnips. Now, when Gary does the parsnips for Christmas, he'll do them long and thin because he doesn't like them to look like roast potatoes because he calls mm. them the devil's potatoes because he doesn't like parsnips. And if you think you're having a roast potato, but it turns out to be parsnip, it's a terrible day. Yes. So I would have ro- honey roast uh, parsnips. I'd have honey roast carrots. Just a way to get honey in my system. <laughs> These are all just spoons to me. So a lot, a lot of veg. The Yorkshire pudding's just the same, but I might have a choice of meats like we were at a carvery. Maybe like a Christmas ham, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> a Christmas ham, probably not turkey, because we have chicken instead of turkey because turkey is dry and giant mm-hmm. and there's only two of us. So we would just have Gary's special chicken. And I think that's and yeah, and like serviettes don't I, I bought napkins once and then I forgot that you're supposed to wash them and put them back in the drawer and I just bin them <laughs> I, was so, I was so used to like throw away napkins and not napkins serviettes just the paper ones that I was yeah. like oh put them in the bin and then I was like oh I'm supposed to wash them and put them back in a drawer <laughs> and obviously your crackers and your hats you've got to keep your hat on for the duration of the meal that's the rule and the Christmas dessert so this year we have a choice of two now, when people come round, we always have to have Christmas pudding, which I am, it's all right. I'll eat it if it's there. I'm not going to turn it down, but it, it doesn't excite me. So this year we've got, because it's just the two of us and we don't have to prepare for anybody else, we have a choice of two desserts. We have Viennetta, classic, uh-huh. and Mint Viennetta. <laughs> <laughs> well, quite the spread. <laughs> really, something, something for everyone. Oh, oh. <laughs> Freezer surprise indeed. <laughs> well, it means we've, been, we've had them in for months. We're smug as fuck about we're putting for Christmas because they're just happily just getting harder and harder in the freezer. <laughs> and I Lovely. think for a drink for Christmas, I don't really drink booze very often, but I think I would have, wait, we always used to make a thing called ginger wine, which is non-alcoholic. And you get ginger compound from like Bootsa somewhere and you do it in a massive cauldron with uh, boiling water or, or freshly boiled water. And it's just a nice Christmassy drink that you wouldn't have the rest of the year, but it's basically got like three pound of sugar stirred into it as well. And that's it's because I only have that at Christmas. It feels like a Christmassy drink, even though I don't really drink booze very much. I feel like I should tell you that 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 ginger wine recipe is as complicated, if not more complicated, than just roasting your own sprouts and not having to boil them. (laughs) Yeah. 
maybe this year I'll try it with a little bit of pancetta and I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Check it in there. You're quite busy most of Christmas Day, right? Because you do the join-in thing on, on Twitter. Where, where are you finding time to do all that cooking and stuff? Well, so Christmas Day is, uh, the kitchen is Gary's domain because we've got the choice between um, me cooking, which I'm all right at. I'm not, I'm not great, but I'm all right. I think it's more lack of confidence. I think it's, it's some people just think, oh, I can probably make that. And some people think, oh, I definitely can't make that. And I'm one of those, even though our skill level is probably about the same. But yeah. Gary thinks he can do everything. And I think I probably can't. And I'm more of a baker. I do bake a lot. And I'm more of a baker than a cook. So he does Christmas because we've got the choice between either he can help the lonely people and I can cook or vice versa. And he quite rightly has chosen <laughs> to be in the kitchen while yeah. I am sensitive on the internet also if i'm lonely on christmas day the last thing i want is gary delaney throwing a zinger at me yeah gary delaney <laughs> gary delaney throwing dark puns my way <laughs> oh well i was feeling bad and then gary tweeted me this bleak one-liner <laughs> luckily sarah's here telling me about prawns coming out of a dead man's eyes you know, i'm feeling much happier you see, I worried that telling you that would put you both off prawns, but it's just put you both off me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so join in is a thing that I do on Twitter. It's our 10th year this year, which is madness. Wow. Oh, amazing. Um, and it's just, on. if anybody wants to use it, it, just join Twitter for the day if you're not on it. And you just use the hashtag join in, which is capital J, capital I, which I've learned fairly recently, means that um, the software that blind people use, pick it up as join in so they can get involved as well, rather than what I assume just reads as join on, which is clearly French <laughs> for something. Uh, so and they can either uh, follow the hashtag or they can just tweet and put the hashtag in it and then people will see that. And it's just for people who feel like they want some company. And I suspect this year, it might be even more than ever because a lot of people are more people will be on their own you know through no choice of their own and I'm well aware that there are some people who have Christmas on their own and have the life of Riley and good luck to them <laughs> they're just wandering around with no bra on and cheese in their hand the whole day and I mean that's incredible that sounds like they're having the best Christmas to me <laughs> but um, it's just for people who are either with family and feel a bit out of sorts or they're on their own and would rather not be and we can you can just dip in and out all day some people just come on in the morning for an hour some people are there all day we have nice conversations and I just sit on my iPad on the sofa all day, basically. About eight or nine hours, I'm on the internet. And it is, at times heartbreaking and brutal through the people telling you what they've been through in the last year and why they feel so low and then other times it's just hilarious and it, the whole way through it's so heartwarming because it's just people lifting other people up and what because we've been going so long uh, often it's people who've been helped in previous years coming back on to kind of cheer up the people who might feel low this oh, year that's great. so it's so it's glorious and it's it's the only good thing I do. <laughs> Don't do anything else that's really of note. It's really nice to be involved in such a lovely thing. <laughs> Have you ever had uh, any of the people on there say like, oh, for the last 10 years I've spent Christmas on my own because my wife is in the living room on her iPad and I'm making the roast in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> And then they just do a bleak pun, and I'm like, Gary, is that you? <laughs> the pun gave me away, as always. <laughs> anyway, I'm flipping think... it onto its back now. <laughs> I shouldn't have said She's that. Forget that I said it. <laughs> She's going to leave me. <laughs> so we come on to your dream drink. When does the drink come? Can it? Is it throughout, or is it at the end with the pudding? Or You can have it whenever you like. 
I'm tempted to have a cup of tea, maybe a mm. pot of tea. Oh, it's a dream restaurant. <laughs> Why guys. not? Have two cups. Uh, if I could have a mug and a pot, uh, that's, the, that's yeah. the ultimate, isn't it? What are those nice ceramic mugs that people take comfort? Um, it's not ceramic. What's the word? It's not ceramic. Uh, enamel. Enamel, thank you. One of those nice enamel mugs that people take up. And let's have one of those. And just normal builder's tea uh, with sugar that I don't have to ask for. Oh, I'm sorry. I like sugar still. I know it's not fashionable. I know you probably take cocaine and you don't like sugar, though, do you? Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> I've been criticised so many times when I once had some friends stay over when I lived in a little Manchester flat and they were comics working nearby and I was like, come and stay with me. One on the sofa, one in the spare bedroom. Excellent. And I decided, to, because I had friends round, I opened a packet of cho- Cabbage Chocolate Fingers for breakfast and one of them absolutely pulled me apart and really tore a strip off me, bearing in mind she was staying in my flat free of charge. <laughs> and I reminded her how many pints of alcohol she'd had before she went to work that <laughs> night. <laughs> I was like, fuck off with your biscuit. <laughs> Criticism. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I've, I always fire back with alcohol because I don't really drink and I think biscuits are my drink yes uh, so uh, I biscuits are my have... drink please is that going to be that. your cho- yeah oh. is that going to be your choice for a drink cup of biscuits <laughs> biscuits are my drink <laughs> I might just have that on a t-shirt on <laughs> yeah. the next tour uh, biscuits are my drink yeah I'm going to have a cup of tea with my dessert that's my favourite part of the meal is dessert and that's the time I'm going to take the, the I'm going to take the most time over that bit so a nice pot of tea at the same time would be lovely thank you then that leads us to what the dessert is then because it's going with a cup of tea it's very exciting I know it's not going to be a cheese board because all those people have got IBS (laughs) (laughs) so the dessert it's a version of what they do in a pub near us which is a platter Mm. and it is four or five small versions of dessert because I can't just choose one yeah. I could have just chosen desserts for in every course, but I know that wouldn't have been playing the game. So on the dessert platter, which is just for one, it's not a platter to share, or if it is, I'm ignoring that. There is a small sticky toffee pudding with a mm. tiny, one of those tiny jugs of custard, one mm. of those. There's a chocolate tort, a very thin sliver because it's very rich and will give you gout and I'm on the border. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, a pavlova. Now I made a passion passion fruit pavlova once, and I sent a photo because I didn't. It didn't look right. It was brown, and they're supposed to be white. And I sent a picture to Nigella Lawson, and she said, "What does it taste like?" And I said, "Tastes all right." And she went, "That's all right then." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Just if you've got access to Nigella Lawson on Twitter, why wouldn't yeah, you use it? Um, so a small passion fruit pavlova. So I'm go- I'm getting the crunch. I'm getting the soft. I'm getting the tart. Mm-hmm. And then my favourite bit of all of it will be something that I've had in a restaurant in London. Do you know Bob Bob Ricard's? I do know Bob Bob Ricard. I've been there uh, two or three times, I'd say. It's an absolutely amazing experience. That. It's an amazing experience. And my favourite thing that you might not know about Bob Bob Ricard's is that it is owned, and this is not an advert, but it is owned by two men and they're called Bob and Ricard and Bob put twice as much money in as Ricard. <laughs> so that's why it's called Bob. And I, I heard this as a rumour and the last time I went in, I asked a member of staff and he said, yes, it's true. And oh, I love wow. that. Bob, Bob Ricard so... um, is the, James, is the restaurant that's done out like the Orient Express inside. It's an incredible oh, wow. looking restaurant. It's it's phenomenal decor. Uh, and they're very famous for the press for champagne button. They all, all the tables oh, have like a yes. doorbell that say press for champagne. And I've done it. I think we've talked about this before. You press it 
and a waiter comes over and says, would you actually like some champagne? Uh, because people just press that and then they don't want champagne. And we go, yes, we would like some champagne. You order the champagne, then he goes away. And get, it's just the normal ordering process with one extra trip for the waiter involved. Because <laughs> yeah. well, I, I did that, I pressed it. And when they came over, I said, no, I don't really want it. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I, in my head, it's all, it was going to be lowered in a glass. You know, it was going to be a lot more chitty, chitty, bang, bang than it actually yeah. was. Yeah. So the, the pudding I've had in there which is incredible, is a strawberry and cream souffle. Now, a souffle mm-hmm. is something I would never try because it's probably really complicated and but it won't come up and blah, blah, blah. And it's in a small dish. You don't need loads because it's very rich. And they come over and the first time they did it, I was really offended. And then I realised that's just what they do. They poke a hole in the top with the teaspoon, the waiter does, and he pours more gloop strawberry and cream gloop inside and I have always every time I've been to Bob Bob Ricard's that's what I'll have and the last time I went with my friend comedian Hayley Ellis she said oh it looks like a fleshlight now um, which <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know what a fleshlight is it's a fanny in a can it's a fan can um, and it does because it's pink and it's got the in the hole in the top made from the spoon so even though it looks like a fleshlight and I can't now get that out of my mind I still would prefer to have a small version of that on my dessert yeah. platter please yeah i'm just oh nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it's, it's making my mouth go <laughs> there's another dessert in bob bob ricard that i think about a lot which is like a chocolate sphere it just arrives yes. and it's a chocolate sphere and they they the waiter comes and pours hot chocolate sauce on it which melts the chocolate sphere into almost yeah. nothing and then there's like an incredible dessert in the middle of it like little passion fruit things talking about flamboyant puddings i once went to um oh the savoy grill with lovely tom allen and i'd said to him can we get a quiet table in the corner uh, just because i'm not great at being recognized and i was like it's got quite so we got a quiet table in the corner he arranged it he rang up in advance to say make sure it's in the corner we got a quiet table in the corner and then he ordered crepe suzette which <laughs> they came to the table and set it on fire and everybody looked and went Ooh, like that. and it was a beautiful moment of, of watching course. tom it just lit up by flames going i'm so sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> i didn't want to draw this much attention to you crepes you said please and could you blow the french horn while we have that <laughs> And then you said, little tip for you, Tom, little showbiz tip. If they ever ask you to compete on Bake Off, here's what you do. <laughs> avoid, avoid, he, avoid. He took, he took that advice. So we've got sticky toffee pudding, pavlova, the fleshlight dessert. Yeah, was it chocolate a lemon? tort. As chocolate it should always be known. Yeah. I've never really been a fan of sticky toffee pudding because my granddad found a body on the beach and had sticky toffee pudding <laughs> coming out of its eyes. Do you know what? If I was walking down a beach and I saw a dead body that had sticky toffee pudding coming out of his eyes, I can't promise I wouldn't eat that sticky toffee pudding. <laughs> okay, get, get, get me a small jug of custard and then phone the police in about half an hour. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to read your, read your order back to you now, Sarah. Oh, See yes, how you please. feel about it. Um, Water, you would like tap water, if alone, which you are, with a pianist who's quite distant from you. <laughs> Poppadoms or bread, you said white crusty bread without any bits with butter with salt on top. Starter, two Greg's pasties, either sausage, bean and cheese, warm, or corned beef and potato cold. Main course, Gary Delaney's roast chicken and roast potatoes with your own Yorkshire puddings and KFC gravy. Side dish, and this is absolutely scandalous. <laughs> Lasagna piled high on a plate and chips. 
for Christmas. You you would also like uh, the same roast dinner, but you would like a, or maybe a Christmas ham, some sprouts, a turnip from the Sea Hotel in South Shields, honey roast parsnips and carrots, dessert, Vianetta and mint Vianetta, and drink ginger wine. Your drink for your dream meal and an, 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 I can't say it, an enamel mug full of tea with sugar to go along with your dessert platter of sticky toffee pudding with custard, chocolate tort, passion fruit pavlova, and Bob Bob Ricard strawberry and cream souffle forward slash fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, when you listen like that, it sounds incredible. Yeah. <laughs> of all the times that we've had people try and hack off menus to try and have more than one meal in it, I think you're the person who's absolutely nailed that. <laughs> Thanks. I had two mains and about five desserts. Yeah. Yeah, you've you, what you've done is you've taken the name off menu to mean that you have the full menu of any restaurant. <laughs> yeah. All menu. I'm yeah. on a different podcast all called menu. All Menu. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah. That's a delicious meal, and have a merry Christmas. Merry have Christmas, a merry Sarah. Merry Christmas. Sarah Millican there with a very festive all mm. menu. Mm. Mm. So good, so delicious. Uh, madness that she doesn't like cheese but had lasagna and a sausage bean and cheese melt so had loads of cheese in the menu sure yeah it's in there yeah just unaware of it snuck in i think she just doesn't like raw cheese right because lasagna is the ultimate cheesy treat in my mind yeah melted cheese loves it cold cheese hates it that's the that's the rule fair enough and she didn't have bubble gum so thank the lord for that Thanks. thank you for no bubble gum hot or cold Hot or cold, she didn't have a sneaky bit of hot bubblegum in the middle of the lasagna or chicken. She didn't... Gar- or, we don't know, Gary might be putting bubblegum under the chicken skin. He might put hot bubblegum in the chicken skin and, yeah. and Sarah absolutely <laughs> loves it. We don't know what was in that chicken. We've got no idea, it's secret chicken. Uh, don't forget, you can go and see Sarah on tour. Uh, she's doing her show, Bobby Dazzler, from May... Bob Bobby Dazzler. Bob Bobby Dazzler. Uh, it was <laughs> Bob and Bobby put way more money in than Dazzler. Uh, so you can get tickets for that sarahmillican.co.uk I am reliably assured she is going everywhere in the UK about three times each yes and also just hang around T-based services you'll probably see her there as well (laughs) you will indeed with her support at Sally Ann Haywood uh, and you know how they'll be having their lasagna (laughs) high and on a plate please high and on a plate please Ed we've been sent a bunch of food right Uh yeah, we have been sent lots of food uh, high and on a plate. We've been sent Babka from The Good Egg. The Good Egg is a wonderful restaurant, which I've frequented. Uh, there's one in Kingley Court. There's one in Stoke Newington. Uh, Babka is a special sweet chocolate bread, and they've sent us that and an array of other stuff. And when that arrived, that was a good day for me, James. Oh, congratulations. I, I, I didn't happen to me. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. Apparently, I said I didn't what want What the it. fuck is your problem? Well, I think I didn't know what babka was because now I've heard it. It sounds delicious. It's it was the best. I think it's the best thing we've ever been sent. Oh well, <laughs> you can change that weave to an eye. There was a massive chocolate babka. They sent us three mini different flavored babkas uh, and a Christmas babka and a cap that says uh, in the boys to men logo, but it says boys to mench. Yeah, that is cool. That is really. Cool. <laughs> I missed out. I missed out. I missed up there. Bad luck, mate. Uh, <laughs> Signature Brew, a wonderful brewery, uh, sent us uh, some cans, including their darkness-themed festive ale. Delicious. Love love an ale. Big shout-out to the Fuffler, the Fuffle Man. We mentioned the Fuffles on Wyatt Sinak's episode, and thank you so much of you got in touch with the Fuffle Man and you ordered your Fuffles, and that, he he got a small business, a small one-man business, and in 2020, 
that really did him a massive favour. So well done. I hope you all enjoyed your fuffles just as much as we did. Delicious. The mint chocolate fuffle. Ah, I, I, I was eating it like, like cake icing. Which is an Acaster saying for, <laughs> for those who don't up. know it. Yeah, yeah. got one. I was it eating it like cake icing. <laughs> yeah, which no one else eats it like. But yeah, absolutely delicious. Appreciate that. We should say at Christmas if uh, small food businesses need your custom, so hunt out, hunt out some of your favourite small independent traders uh, and and order from them for Christmas. Speaking of which, uh, my own sister has started up. A wonderful bakery called Fab Jack's Bakery. If you live in the Northamptonshire area, you can order some flapjacks to be delivered. We've talked about in this episode my nightmare with flapjacks when I went on the Great British Bake Off. So I am proud as punch that my sister has now started her own bakery that specialises in flapjacks. Fab Jack's Bakery. You can find it on Facebook and uh, order all yourself some flapjacks around the Christmas season or indeed into the new year. I'm very proud of her and I'm very excited. The Fab Jack's motto should be, don't worry, it doesn't run in the family. <laughs> yeah, that should, that should be it. It's not genetic. <laughs> uh, James got sent some kombucha as well, which sounded delicious. I did. Very nice kombucha from Living Drinks Company. And uh, I just had a fiery ginger one. Very tasty. Uh, and also we got some lovely snacks from Well and Truly. So, look, we've been well looked after this Christmas. Yes. Thank you so much uh, to all those people. Uh, all of it was delicious. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't turn down some more. Send it straight to Benito. Straight to Benito. Let him... We Basically, what happens in this relationship is we get food and Benito gets admin. Yep. That's the way we like it. Thank you very much for listening and thank you very much for listening this year to the Off Menu Podcast. We'll be back with another series very soon. Uh, but for now, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we hope you have a nice festive period, whatever you may be doing. Eat something nice, treat yourself. But for now, bye-bye and yum-yum. Tidings of comfort and joy and food. I'm your dad's friend, Lou Santos, and I've launched a new podcast called Cuddle Club. Huh. It's better than it sounds, actually. I talk to special guests about cuddling. Hmm, there's not another podcast on cuddling, I thought to myself. Guests include Catherine Ryan, Richard Osman and Alan Davies. It's a perfect gift to yourself or to loved ones, because it's actually free to download. I'd, I'd love you to listen, but you're going to be the loser if you don't. It's worth reminding you that there's no other podcast about cuddling. It's business gone crazy. It's available on Apple Podcasts. Of course it is. Acast, yes. Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe now, please. Don't be an absolute dick piece. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and he just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.